Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. We have a mental health crisis going on throughout the entire United States, and we also have a significant shortage of mental health providers. If you've tried to get in to see a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist recently, there are long lists of waiting that people have to undergo, and that's not the most convenient way to handle a mental health crisis, particularly if you've finally gotten to the point where you recognize you need help, you're ready to ask for help, and yet sometimes we don't have the ability to match that with people who can provide you with the services that you need. So what can you do about it? Well, today we're going to be having a discussion with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is a pediatrician with decades of experience, and the number of different things this woman does just puts me to shame. Walk with the doc, craft with the doc, dance with the doc. We'll get to that later. But you also have been focusing on what you've been seeing in your practice, yes, which is a mental health crisis, and you have some tips of things people can start to do right now that could help them far off into the future. Yes, you know, it's because of not only COVID, but even before the pandemic, we were already having some struggles. And so the pandemic was the perfect storm. It just swept everything up and accelerated it. But right now, it's so important for us to here in Hawaii to understand that we're having increased emergency room visits, especially with our teens and youth, but also with our adults for depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, um, just just a lot of um, suffering out there. And there are things that we can do about it. Well, and I think that often puts you in a bad position. I mean, as a provider, you know you have somebody who you mm-hmm. identify has some issues, whether it be a young child with depression or a family dealing with some other type of mental health struggles, they're ready. They've, they recognize they have an issue. They've asked you for help. And trying to find a way to match that with professionals who have time. It is not because they don't want to take care and help people. They are bursting at the seams with the number of people who need help. Yes. So as we try and expand our capacity in the mental health professions, which doesn't happen overnight, you know, there are there's people struggling right in front of you. Yes. And that's something that you see in your practice. You witness it. And what are some of the things that you tell parents or kids that they could do? Because sometimes, you know, you go in, you're ready, you're motivated, you want a solution, and you're like... Tell me what to do. Give me a checklist. I'm ready and I'm on it. And if somebody says, well, wait six months to get any help, that might not be enough. Yeah. So what I tell my families, I, I try to get the parents, grandparents, I try to get the entire family together to sit down and have a discussion. We have to remove the stigma. We have to say, it's okay. Um, we, you know, if we need help, we seek help. And if we can't get an appointment, one of the exciting things right now is this new field called nutritional psychology. There's so much studies now coming out. If we can just improve our diet, you know, just eating a little bit less processed foods and sugar and turning to, you know, a little bit of uh, healthy whole foods, fruits, veggies, nuts, beans, fish, 
you know, like a Mediterranean diet, that will improve your outlooks markedly. And also talking to families about, you know what, let's just get back to routines. Let everyone get a little, you know, have a, a regular sleep schedule, especially during the weekday. Also move a little. You know, we're so used to being couch potatoes watching Netflix. I think bad habits happened over the pandemic. So it's so important to just as a family, especially as parents, caregivers, you be the role model. You show them a healthy lifestyle will improve not only your body, but your brain, your mind, your outlook. You'll feel it. Well, and, you know, for those people who wonder Really, does eating a salad make me feel better? Uh, if you look at it, and you know, one of the things you've talked about in the past is mm-hmm. having families keep a food diary, keep a right. log of what mm-hmm. you're eating. And one of the things that that I've heard about in nutritional psychology is this area that you're right is sort of up and coming, and and currently a lot of research is being done. If you think about how do you feel, not just before you eat something, but after you've eaten it. Does this make me feel good? Mm-hmm. More often than not, you will say, I feel good when I've had salad or some type of whole food. Mm-hmm. You'll feel great when you're eating the cake. But then an hour later, you'll feel tired. You may feel sluggish. And you may regret that you ate that cake, knowing how much you have to work off that cake. So, you know, when you look at it from that perspective of how did I feel with the foods that I ate today? How did I feel with how much time I took to focus on nutrition or to go walking or something? You know, I I honestly, anytime I speak to friends or anytime, you know, I go myself, like if I meet a friend to go swimming or or we go do some other kind of workout, you never feel bad after that. You're always like, I'm so glad we got here together today. I'm so glad we met up today. We did it anyway. You don't usually feel like exercise regret. No, but the problem is getting there, well, moving into the action. Problem. You know, and and so I think this is where the the parents who I believe are the leaders, the team captains, they need to to just take that flag. That's the call to action for them. Hey, take care of your health. Pass that on. You know, healthy lifestyle. There's a new specialty called lifestyle medicine. And so it's so important for us to not talk about, oh, let's go on a diet, but, you know, we we need to just take it slowly, one step of a time. You know, you really have to do something um, for a month before it becomes a habit. And and so I'm I'm telling parents, you know, they understand that, yeah, we need to make changes, but let's take baby steps, you know. Let's maybe just cut out the sugar-sweetened beverages, do that for a month, you know, and then the next month, you know, let's let's move a little more, 10 minutes of walking after dinner. You know, just take it slowly. Well, you bring up a really good idea of just these little turtle steps. Okay, yeah. so what could we do? Could we, you know, let's not revamp everything, change everything in the diet, never eat processed anything. Right. Let's say, okay, what's one area that we could focus on right. and try and make it a regular habit? Yeah, and, and I build I, on that. You know, and I, I, I say involve the kids, involve grandparents, you know, let everyone have a say in this. I think when, when everyone's involved in it, you're more likely. Also, when you're preparing food, you don't have to be the only one working in the kitchen. Tell the kids, hey, come in the kitchen. Let me show you how to cut an apple. You know, help me wash the vegetables. Let's make a little, you know, garden and grow tomatoes. I think all these little steps, um, you're instilling some 
ideas, you're planting the seed for healthier habits. All right. That's a lot of seeds. To start planting, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. I'm talking with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is a pediatric expert, decades of experience, and she's taking on some of the challenges that we now see happening with the mental health as we come back from the pandemic and try and establish more of a routine and get back into those healthier habits When we come back, we're going to talk some more about some of the effects that she's seen and some of the success stories of people who have followed some of the recommendations she's made and what a difference it's had in their lives. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. You've been in the field of pediatrics for decades. You've seen kids grow up and have kids, and yes. you see their kids now. Yes, I So am. you're seeing this generational aspect of medicine, one of the great things about being in the field for so long. And, you know, have you noticed a change? Have you noticed a shift when you see the kids and then they start to have kids and you see their kids? Are you starting to see that things are not the same way that they ought to be? Do we need to be more family-centered? Do you see more motivated young parents? What, In your experience, what are you noticing? What I'm noticing are parents, you know, here in Hawaii, it's always a two, two work, the two parents are working. Um, a lot of the care is, is placed onto the grandparents or sitters. And it's it's so hard. I'm I'm trying to get everyone to communicate with one another because consistency is so important for our, our young children uh, in order to establish, you know, f- in order for them to thrive. And if there's all these different routines and schedules and ideas, it gets very confusing. So, so I I do think that we as young parents, you know, um, should sit down and say, do we really need our designer handbags and nice cards? You know, I try to tell parents, you know, if you can stay home longer with your child, stay home. Um, you know, what what is really important are, are those um, bonding moments with your kids. They're not going to remember the brand names you bought them. They're, they're going to remember, did you care about me? Did you take time? And even working parents, it's, I was a working mom and, you know, we always tried to have dinner together and then we would have talk about the day together where in the evening we'd all sit around for five or 10 minutes and each of my four children, as well as my husband and myself, we had to talk about something special that happened that day. And my kids in their thirties now, they, they do remember that. It just kept everyone involved and knowledgeable, and it created a bond. So what I'm seeing is um, also a lot of parents are getting involved in social media, and so they're not even paying attention to their kids. We're not having the family meals. Everyone takes their plate, and they go in their room and watch TV. So I think technology has really taken over, and we need to turn that off. Well, or transform it in a way. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I enjoyed during the pandemic is there were a lot of families, multi-generational families, who were like, we're stuck at home. We're going to learn a family dance routine. And I got to tell you, I was addicted to watching those because, <laughs> you know, I've got two left feet. 
But watching these families and seeing, sometimes seeing the parents that are just taking on the kids and they're doing a better job of it. You know, there may be some ways that we can leverage our ability to have technology in a way that will be positive and have that positive impact. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I think, you know, sitting down, um, ha- watching a movie together, talking about it afterwards, um, playing, you know, digital games if you're stuck somewhere. I, I think there's some value to it, but we, we just have to control it and we have to oversee it and supervise it. Well, and screen time is an important thing. Yeah. You know, that's something that we have to look at. How much time are we spending yeah. on what used to be just a flip phone? Or how about the days before cell phones existed? Now I'm dating myself. And now I'm just as bad. You know, I have this <laughs> smartphone that somebody asked me somebody's phone number the other day. I'm like, I don't know. I just pressed their name on my phone. I don't know. We, the phone we don't number memorize is. numbers. We don't memorize numbers. And like if we do, it's an old landline. Who has that? So, you know, it, hel- it helped me to realize, hey, there's a lot of time that you spend just looking things up or looking on screens. And somebody said something to me once. They said, how do you feel after you read a good book? I'm like, oh, I really enjoy that. They said, how do you feel after you scroll on Facebook? I'm like, oh, I don't feel that good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking a look at the after effect of what it is that you're doing. Are you enjoying something? If you really were watching a quality movie, that's fine. But if you're watching TV just to take, be a time sump and just because you don't know what else to do, there's a lot of other things you could be doing. Yeah. And you mentioned the family time, engaging with loved ones. If, you know, you call a friend and just say, how are you doing? Tell me about your day. Those sometimes are the bigger moments that they will remember, too. Yeah. And that the um, socialization, you know, we were so isolated. A lot of our seniors are very isolated. So that's one really great, you know, that's a plug for my Walk with the Doc, my weekly Saturday event. It's been these seniors, this is the highlight of their week. We, I consider us walking family, and we, we just we really care about one another. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Well, you not just did walk with a doc. You've kind of created this whole yeah. other genre of stuff to do yeah. with a doctor. Yes. So just the other day, you said you were doing crafting yes. with a doctor. On now, Saturday, yes. Now, I have zero crafting skills. I mean, I will just be open and honest. You know, if I go to a crafting class, I'm I'm horrible at it and and that's just the reality. No. But but you've you've created this whole niche of uh, engaging people and getting them to do it and it's helping them psychologically because yeah. loneliness is huge. Yes. And you know, it, it you got to really push yourself to try something out of the box. You know, especially seniors, we fall in this rut. But your brain can grow new neurons and connections. So I, I, I commend the people coming to Craft with the Doc. You are willing to try something. That's, you know, that's amazing. And, and it's a simple tissue flower. I mean, each person made like three flowers. I said, you know what? I'm getting hungry. We're going to stop. We're, three is your maximum. <laughs> but we had so much fun. Um, last year, I had two sessions of Cook with a Doc. We're going to resurrect. Uh, hike with a doc and dance with a doc in the coming months. Okay, so you're crafting, crafting, making tissue flowers. Yeah, for the spring, and you're dancing. Yeah. Okay. Right in May, we're gonna have craft with a doc, and you can go on Facebook page. There's social media, but, but we can use it for good. Okay. Yeah, walk with a doc Oahu. Um, I always have my announcements there, and and I also. Um, 
post the weekly health tip. So if people want, if they miss a, a walk, you can see my my weekly health tip. What would be an example of a weekly health tip? Um, well, uh, this this past Saturday, I actually did talk about nutritional psychology and the importance and what type of foods can help boost your mood. And so that would be a simple, it's a five-minute health tip. Okay, so what foods are going to boost your mood? If you had to make a list of a couple of foods that are mood boosters, yeah. what's on your list? Uh, very simple, fatty fish, nuts, dark leafy greens, legumes, berries, chili peppers, a little dark chocolate, those type of things. I liked that last one. Yeah, <laughs> a little. You heard what I said, a little dark I chocolate. I did, <laughs> and you looked at me and pointed, a little dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> So these are some things that actually you have these and there's a nutritional benefit, but you've also seen that it can help with this whole idea of improving your mind, improving psychology. Right. They've, right. This, there's this term that they're looking at in medicine now called the gut microbiome. Oh, yes. And, yes. you know, this is something that a lot of folks have known about for years. But what they're finding is that there are bacteria in our gut that helps us with digestion and various other functions. Mm -hmm. But they often can help to release certain substances yes. that actually help boost mood. Right. I was shocked to hear that the majority of the serotonin in your body is produced in your gut. Yes, yes. So that and also if if you're eating sugar and processed foods, you kill those good bacteria and all the bad bacteria is there and that's not going to produce those substances. So that's another reason why your grandma said always eat your vegetables. You know. She was right. Yeah. And and you know we can't really just talk about calories because, you know, a 140 can of soda, 140 calories cannot compare to 140, you know, green salad, calorie green salad. You'd have to eat a lot of green salad well, to get 140 yeah, calories. Right. <laughs> well, maybe not. Depends on what other additional things you put right. on. It. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk with Dr. Teresa Wee and hear a little bit more about what are some of these simple tips that we could all take home today that would help us to think out of the box on how we can improve our mental health by maybe looking at areas to improve our physical health and work on growth opportunities for our brain to learn new things. I challenge you, Dr. Wee, to make me crafty. I warn you, it's a big challenge. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is helping people on all different levels, not just as a pediatric expert, but also trying to help families to work on alleviating. You've, you've been on the show before talking about childhood obesity, mm -hmm. trying to help families get in better mm -hmm. shape and start with the parents, start with the whole family, all the aunties, uncles, grandparents. And now we're talking about mental health crises and how sometimes altering what we eat and what we do can help. Now, right. we talked a little bit about good, healthy foods that make us feel good. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that cook with a doc is something else that you do. Yeah. So you teach people how to actually make healthy, delicious choices of food using the ingredients that we just talked about that kind right. of help boost your body's mood. Right. And and um, the title of it was um, uh, Cooking on a Budget because 
you know, um, some of us will go to L&L and, and buy a plate lunch with two scoop rice, one, one scoop mac salad. But I tell people, okay, buy one or two for your family. Divide up the meat and the starch, but have a whole bunch of vegetables and fruits and, you know, your water and, and milk and, you know, and, and make it supplement it. Mm, so you're not saying never go to L&L. You're saying you can go, but there are some other nutritional things to right, add. Right. And maybe if you're going to have rice or mac salad, you have salad itself, green salad, and maybe you don't have the regular soda. So finding ways to create combinations exactly. that might work better. Yeah, and, and going to Panda Express, you know, the little entrees like beef broccoli. I'll, I'll buy a little head of broccoli and then I'll just stir fry it in. Because usually it's very salty. There's a lot of gravy. So you can stretch your your entrees. And add more vegetables. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I think for all of us, you know, I, I think it's it's really just first understanding that the value of all of this. Like, you know, there's so much confusion. Like, you know, should I do this keto diet or whatever? You know, I'm just telling people, look, let's not look short term. Look at lifestyle. That's what, you know, what's the greatest gift we can give our kids, our family, is is the gift of good health. So if we can make it, it's never too late to change. We can, we can start now. And you can actually reverse diabetes and, you know, heart disease. So I, I tell everyone, hey, you got to do this. You know, um, someone's got to pick up the flag and run with it. And and I'm I'm here to cheer you on, and I think that's the value of um, you know encouraging one another. Well, and although your primary area of specialty is pediatrics, you've identified that this is not just a problem right. for kids. Right. This traverses the idea of bringing their parents into the mix. And yes. you mentioned crafting. You do sometimes with seniors, and yeah. the fact that particularly during the pandemic, we told a lot of seniors, stay home, stay isolated, stay in your own space. They couldn't see grandkids. They couldn't see kids. They couldn't participate in ways that used to bring them joy and take them out of this this sense of loneliness. Studies have been done and published in many medical journals looking at one of the biggest risk factors for health status as you get older is loneliness. Yes. And so many are lonely. They're still scared to come out. So I'm telling all the seniors out there, Come on out, you know, uh, go visit a friend, you know, make sure you FaceTime your grandchild, you know, take that first step to, you know, get connected again. That's so important. The connection. And if you don't or you have a health reason why you can't go in person, pick up the phone, learn the computer skills, learn how to figure out how to FaceTime. You know, that's our smartphones are smarter than me. But, you know, there are some ways that you could you could help. And for your patients who are really good and savvy at computers, which is everyone who's, you know, under the age of 12 these days is amazing. They could also teach their grandparents. Exactly. I did want to mention um, <clears throat> there's this uh, NAMI. Um, it's a nonprofit, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and it's an interfaith. You know, a lot of times when we have a mental illness problem, a family problem, we actually reach out to our church. And so this NAMI has a wonderful resource. Um, you can go online. It's NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and and there's a lot of resources, so check it out. Um, also, reach out to your PCP. You know, don't be afraid. I know in, in my own 
Asian family, you know, having an, a mental illness is something you just don't want to talk about or share with the outside world. But it's okay. It's not your fault, parents. It's not, you know, it's no shame. We got to reach out. We got to recognize and, and get help. The sooner, the better. And if you do notice that you're a family member like that is in mm-hmm. extreme crisis, yes, that's the time you have to take things up a few notches. And you may need to get emergency appointments. You may need to go to emergency rooms. Or go to the emergency room. You may room, need yes. to have something definitely accelerated as opposed to yeah. waiting a few months. Right. But, but we're hoping that people will recognize this early on and, and seek help early on because that would be the best solution. But but definitely everyone, you know, look into changing up your diet, getting a little sleep, moving a little more, you know, just just in, be in the present moment. Enjoy one another. Be grateful. Be kind to one another. Be kind especially to your loved ones. Don't take them for granted. We don't know how much time we have here. So enjoy that moment. Very, very true. And you touched on another topic, sleep. Yes. Sleep. That's something that... It's a biggie. It's a biggie. More studies are being done showing Mm -hmm. that if you don't get adequate rest, if you have conditions which make your sleep non-restorative, like sleep apnea or some other type of sleep disorder, these are things that are extremely important to address because the rest of your health is based on how well your body can restore itself, which happens during sleep. Right. You know, everything, it's body, mind, and spirit, you know, as... As a physician, I have to look at the entire, the entire person and, you know, see their situation and try to deal with them. But, but, you know, there's hope. There's help out there. So, you know, I want, don't give up. I want people to know that, that it's never too late. Um, You know, talk, talk among family members and loved ones. You'd be surprised. People are there willing to help you. Now, I do want to give you an opportunity to share with us again where people can find information about some of your programs. Walk with the Doc, you said that's now how many chapters? 700 chapters in 35 countries? Yeah, so Walk with the Doc is an uh, international uh, commu- uh, organization, and we ha- it's in 35 countries, almost 700 groups around the world walking. And they've actually expanded Molokai. Yeah, so so we have a branch that's going to be starting on Molokai this coming Sunday. It'll be weekly Sunday at 5 p.m. at Molokai Pier. And we, we have here on Oahu um, my weekly Walk with a Doc. We have Walk with a Future Doc every fourth Sunday at Kaka'ako from 9 to 10 p.m. And the family practice. A.M. Sorry, A.M. 9 p.m. Yet. I'm like, who's walking around? <laughs> Ka-ka-ka. 9 p.m. I'm so sorry, yes. <laughs> and then the Family Practice Residency Program. But they're they're on hold right now. So so two. Great. They'll they'll pick it up. I think a lot yes. of those a lot of those chapters are wonderful with the idea that it's getting people out. It's getting them out in the sun, yeah. spending time in nature, spending time outdoors. These are all things that it sounds like it's so basic, but yet isn't that really what we need? Yeah. And and you get to talk with a doctor, you know, outside of the office. And, you know, we talk about I'm not an internal medicine adult doctor, but I think it's really fun for people to just just talk about general topics. Well, and you give them a health tip. So they get some kind of health tip. There's nutrition tips. There's ways to motivate people to try and be crafty. I'm still challenged in that area. There's there's 
Dance with the Doc, you have that up and coming. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities yeah. for people. So check out my Walk with the Doc Facebook page and um, wewellnesscenter.com is my web webpage. Wewellnesscenter.com. We All right. Well, I definitely want to thank you for sharing your enthusiasm, excitement, and expertise with us today on The Body Show. I still challenge you to make me crafty. Good luck. That's a challenge. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer this evening is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We will see you next week, and maybe sometime I will join you on your walk with the doc or even the bigger challenge craft with the dog that could happen that would be exciting for everyone who could laugh and watch all right we will be here next monday right here on the body show we'll see you then